Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are in for a stretch of some beautiful weather. I don't know if you were outside yesterday, but it's that time of year where it is just, I can't say time of year, but at least the weather is just perfect, and we don't get those many days here in this area, right? Sunny, highs of 75 today. How good is that tomorrow? A little bit cooler, maybe a couple of more clouds, but highs of 74. And then over the weekend, Saturday, sunny, nice, highs of 72. Sunday, Beautiful blue skies, highs of 74, and then near 80 by Wednesday. So it's going to be springtime. It's going to be time to talk to Mike Strain, our friend, Commissioner of Agriculture and uh, Forestry for the great state of Louisiana, who joins us now from Cuba. How you doing, Mike? What's up in Cuba? Good morning. Well, it's a beautiful day here in Cuba. I'm looking out over the ocean. Uh, We've been here for days of meetings, but it's a beautiful day. Believe it or not, we're having a cool front here. You have to wear a jacket. Can you imagine that, having Mm. to wear a jacket in Havana, Cuba? Mike, this has nothing to do with anything, but I've always wondered. It seems like from from the video I see, and that can be very selective, that Cuba would be the ideal place to go if you wanted to see classic cars. And I know you're a classic car guy yourself. Is there a lot of that there or not? They really are. And, you know, they have them. They preserve them. They're there for the tourists. These are the cars that were here really 1948 to about 1959 that's the group of cars that are here many of them are convertibles you can see some unique cars here you won't see you really won't see anywhere else in the world and most of them have been handed down uh generationally and so they never get sold but they get handed down from father to son to grandson and many of the people that have them here and they use them uh, as taxis were handed down from their grandfathers and I know you didn't come on to talk about this, but I'm just wondering if if they they machine their own parts. I know you do that with some antique tractors, yes, they or it, it seems like they, they could almost they def- machine their own parts. Uh, but they get a, a lot of spare parts come from China, so they get that. But you may have a '57 Chevy with a uh, Russian diesel engine in it. So they're not they're not all you know back to the original. That whatever works, whatever keeps them going, but they keep them well painted because we're here with salt air and if they don't keep them painted the salt would eat them up but they all keep them painted and shine and it's a big source of income for the owners of the car in the tourist trade because everybody wants to take you know a drop top ride through old havana in an old convertible and it's a it's a lot of fun but they keep these cars up and you can pose and take pictures with them but it's part of the culture here is the old cars you know just like their rum and cigars Mm -hmm. and their food yeah, and their music. The music is ex- exceptional. 
we're here. We came down. I came down twice in 2016 with two separate delegations. One, the first was a delegation of farmers and business people. And second, I brought academics and also our governor, John Bell Edwards, came as well as head of economic development and all of that. <laughs> and we signed at that time memorandums of understanding to facilitate ongoing trade. We had our ports here at the time as well as sharing of agriculture, academic knowledge, and opening up trade. And we did. We opened up a lot of trade. We we do a lot of trade with Cuba from Louisiana, uh, specifically with poultry and with rice. Those are the two big commodities, and occasionally some corn and other commodities. But we're selling rice directly from our, our rice exporters into Cuba, as well as poultry. The majority of the poultry consumed here, almost all of it, comes either from the Port of New Orleans, and that would be mainly Sanderson Farms and those group of farms, and from the Carolinas. And the reason we are here, there's a lot of changes going on. We want to come down firsthand. Seven of us, seven commissioners came down to see what the changes are. In 2016, they talked about going to a more of a capitalistic type of enterprises, and they were talking about private ownership. And now that's really what's going on here, small and medium-sized enterprises called SMEs and co-ops. And so now um, 80% of the farmed land here in Cuba is by individuals or by the cooperatives, and so only 20% is in the, quote, the big state farms. Mm -hmm. So they have over 3,800 co-ops and over 400,000 individual landowners uh, that are farming, uh, and so and it really has, it, it, it helped their production. And so we're here, you know, visiting. We, you know, we've been and met with the co-ops. We've been to their manufacturing facilities. We've met with all of their leadership. You know, we met with all of their ministers and to understand exactly what is going on here and what the, this, the new system is that's been really coming into place. Uh, they talked about it in 2016, uh, but now it is in place since 2021. And so it's a it's a whole different system of governance. The money has changed that you can either use pesos, but they prefer American dollars here now. And right. that's one of the strongest currencies they have is, believe it or not, is the American dollar. Let me take and a what our goal me, is. Go, go ahead, Mike. Go finish. Ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. Well, what our goal here is to be able to facilitate more of our companies to trade with the private companies and the co-ops here directly. You know, directly, and because there's a great need here, there's a tremendous need here. Uh, they they they're importing probably seventy to eighty percent of their food, over two billion dollars a year, and right now the United States accounts for about fifteen percent of that, but we could account for sixty percent. All right, let me take a break. I want to drill down on that. When we come back because I know there could be nobody more anti-communist than you are. And I know you also want to uh, pro-trade, and I just want to talk about how, for people that might have a question about Louisiana dealing with a communist nation, how you are facilitating all of that, and talk us through that, all right? Mike Strain, Commissioner of Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry, our good friend, our guest every Thursday morning in Cuba. We'll drill down on the details when we come back. 652 Traffic Now, WWL.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike, do you have me on mute? Can you, yeah, I'm back. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, did you hear what I asked you? You can hear me? Yes, okay. I do. So okay. we trade with China, Russia, Vietnam, and many other states. And what's going on here is that we'd like to see a facilitation towards a greater a market economy. Mm-hmm. So, And that's what's happening here. And everything we can do with that. So it's it's very unusual here. You have a, a communist superstructure, but they're going to, quote, a market economy and, and very, very fast. And that's the only way they're going to be able to help to feed their people because things are very dire here. And when you look at what we're trying to do, the greatest form of diplomacy is with food. And it's about moving the needle and trying to resolve these issues that have been going on since the 60s and what we're here for those just to get an understanding of what is going on here so we can bring this information home. Uh, This trip was funded by the federal government. We're here on behalf of the USDA Foreign Ag Service with blessings from the State Department. So it's it's a little bit different trip. We're not here, you know, directly trying to sell something, but we're here to see what is going on here and then move from there. But again, to facilitate the growth of the private sector, and that's where everything is moving. And, again, the majority of farmers now here in Cuba are in the private sector or they're in privately owned co-ops. And that's a big shift. And I think we need to facilitate that. Very interesting stuff, Mike. Thank you. Safe travels, all right? When are you coming back? I'll be home tonight. All right. Safe travels. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk about spring planting next week. Absolutely. And crawfish. Oh, yeah. And crawfish. Oh, yeah. Anything, anything new? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about crawfish. Thank you, Mike Strain. We'll talk with Rafael Goineche when we come back about the special session on crime. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.